Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise babes in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God. And his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing, and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are busting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you're about to listen to has been designed specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or you can send it to us via email at contact at wordloversglobal.com. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. We receive God's power by faith in Christ Jesus. There's no work in putting... Listen, all you have to do is to believe in Jesus. That's all. When you believe in Jesus... There are a lot of things, goodies that comes to you. And he has mentioned two here. Power. Revelation. Power. Revelation. Are you endued with power? Yes. Because you have received Jesus. So it's, it's not like you have not received. The question is, do I know how to use the power? That's the question. But as to whether you have the power, yes, you do. You are born again. You have the power. Do you have the revelation of Jesus? Of course you do. But do you know how to walk in the revelations of Christ? That's another question. That's another question. So the church is not deficient of power. When I hear people talk, say this, I laugh. The born again doesn't have a past. He doesn't come from anywhere. He's just born into Christ. Please, do, do you get it? If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. There's no past. You never came from anywhere. It's a soulish mentality. What you are referring to is your physical life on the earth. How you came from the village and now you have ended in the city. <laughs> no, it's an encouraging song. Like, It's the same as but in the place that worship leader doesn't have money, that means that they no offering, no offering to offering. So Obama and Nedia, no offering. See, these are songs we le- we we they were powerful when we know them. But you see, they are children, they are young men, and they are matured. As you grow, there are some songs. Go back to Galatians. He said, let me ask you, what does the lavish supply of the Holy Spirit in your life and the miracles of God's tremendous power have to do with you keeping the religious law? The Holy Spirit is poured out upon you through revelation and the power of... Huh? Okay, then he said, Abraham, our father of faith, believed God and the substance of his faith released God's righteousness. What does it tell you? Faith always causes something to be released. <laughs> the first day you exercise faith, you receive salvation. That is why the Bible says the just shall live by faith. Because if you don't learn to walk by faith, a lot of things will not flow to you when they are supposed to flow to you. 
All right. Now, that is where the problem is. If you don't understand this, you see, faith of the Christian is only released from the message of Christ. Faith of, Jesus, of, of the believer is released from the message of Christ. So, if you listen to any other message that is not the message of Christ, it does not release that faith to you. Do you get it now? Now, it was the message of Christ that you had, that you received. Salvation was released to you. So, every other thing that grace will release, it must only be released from the message of Christ. When Jesus came, every other thing was abrogated. Can you see this? In um, Romans chapter 10 verse 17, the Amplified amplified it for us to see. Everybody read one go. Uh Uh-huh. Exactly. Exactly. That is how faith comes. Faith doesn't come from Isaiah. Faith doesn't come. We, we appreciate the story. It makes us feel good. But it does not give faith. Except you can see Christ in the story. The Bible is telling you that it must come from the preaching of the message that, comes, that came from the lips of Christ, the Messiah. That is why people can go to church. It will be a powerful service. People will be falling, etc. But the person's faith is still like, you know, chalk. So this person was, you know, received prophecy. You received healing. You received everything. But as you went home and there was some headache or stomach ache, there was no faith to handle it. But you see, you might not fall to the ground. But you might hear the message of Christ. And it will build your faith automatically. As you step out there and there is a headache, you won't even think about it. You get out right now. Because you have been taught the message of Christ to know that what what flows from that grace is your health. And you must defend your health. That's the difference. So just note what you hear. Okay. So one, you must understand the message of grace. Two, you need guidance in the word that you're studying. You need guidance in the word. You need guidance in the word. That's the second thing you need to know. Because the word of God is not, you see black and white letters. But ladies and gentlemen, the word of God is not black and white letters. It's called a graphy. These are inspired words written. It's called Theonistos. In the Greek, what it means is, you know, holding somebody down and taking away their senses, their will, and everything around them, and you cause them to write, like hypnotizing them, something that... Can you see that? So if you read the Gospels, you realize that some of the letters that were written, some of them were written just to friends. Yet... The Spirit of God breathed into it. I think Acts chapter 1. Paul wrote the letter to his friend. It was Theophilus. It was just a letter. But it was not just a letter. It was inspired by the Holy Ghost. 
The word is Theonis, the breath of God, the breath of the Holy Ghost. The former treatise I have made, oh Theophilus, of all that Jesus began to do and teach. Who gave him the mind to even start to write about all the things Jesus began to do and to teach? Can you see that? So according to, this is Luke, Luke wrote the book of Acts. He was just writing to his friend Theophilus of everything that happened because he was an eyewitness. Verse 2. Until the day in which he was taken up, after that, the, he through the Holy Ghost had given commandment unto the apostles whom he had chosen. So you see, he began to speak of when Jesus was born, etc., until when Jesus was taken up into heaven. For him, it was a letter. But in the eyes of God, this is the word of God. <laughs> so you don't treat the Bible as just mere black and white words. No. It's the breath of God. Some people dare to say that there are, there are discrepancies. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You know, this person says this. I saw this. Another person says, I saw this. Another. <laughs> Have you heard that before? This one contradicts another. They don't contradict. If you are not born again, don't come and ask me any question. You don't teach me the word. The God, Matthew, Mark, Luke is called the synoptics. It means sin optics. Sin, sin means, it means together. And optics is from the word look, like I see. Now, for you to be able to understand, you must look at the three in one. Can you see it? Then John, the book of John, was written after Paul had died. So John had the privilege to listen to the grace messages of Paul. So there are messages in the book of John, the book of John that is never written in the book of in all the four gospels. For God so loved the world. You will never see it in Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. And these messages are messages of grace. You don't find them in Matthew, Luke and John. The Bible is not an academic book. The Bible is a spiritual book. And spiritual things are received spiritually. They are foolishness unto the carnal man. Are you with me? Okay. Hmm. So you need guidance in the word of God. Otherwise, every chapter and every verse, you will take them and eat them and walk in them. But that is not how you're supposed to live your life. Even with the gospel of truth, Paul told Timothy, steady to show yourself approved. Rightly, rightly dividing the word of truth. Even the truth, you must rightly divide them. If you don't rightly divide the word of truth, you might think you are taking in truth, but you'll be taking in cancer. Yeah. It is not everything in there that is yours. No wonder you, have, you still have a lot of Christians who say, for all have sinned and fallen short. They say it. No wonder they have told you that anytime you go before God, ask for forgiveness of sins. The one you know and the one you don't know. <laughs> the Bible never said, ask for forgiveness of sins before you receive Jesus. He didn't say that. He said, believe in him. There's nothing related to... Com- okay. Which sins are you asking him to forgive you? 
Is it the one you did yesterday? Or the one you did from Adam? Because even you, if you didn't sin, from when you were born to now, you are still a sinner. Because you were born in Adam. So you must go and ask, do you know what Adam did? He ate apple. So don't eat apple. The Bible never says so. Look at it. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and thou shalt believe in thine heart, that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. He did not say go about confessing sins. Then in verse 10, for with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto. That is why we have made salvation so expensive for people. So when you go and preach to somebody, say, Charlie, let me finish my sin. Let me finish it well. <laughs> it's so easy. Go back to verse 9. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. He didn't say if thou shalt confess your sins. He said confess the Lord Jesus with your mouth, not sin. And believe in your heart that God had raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. There's nothing sin here. Because sin has been taken away by Jesus. Here cometh the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. That is why the gospel is called too good to be true. That's why some people, it's difficult for them to say, hey, so you just say that, you know, Lord Jesus, you said with my heart, I believe that God raised you from the dead. And with my mouth, I confess you as my Lord. There's no savior there. Lord and personal savior. I don't know where they got it from. No. You look, look at all the translations. You never see, I receive you as my Lord and personal savior. But is he a public savior? For somebody. <laughs> if it's not personal, it's public. <laughs> I understand what they want to say, but it's not necessary. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, that is why you must go about. So if you look, read the book of Acts, they are not saying, hey, and the heaven kiss the earth, and they, they don't have time. Steady. Search, search the book of uh, Acts, Acts chapter 10, when Paul, Peter was preaching to them, and the Holy Ghost came. They would just say, Jesus came, you son of God, and he came, they didn't listen to him, and then they killed him, and he died, and on the third day, he rose from the dead, then the power of God, boom, boom, boom. That's all. Because you must agree with God that Jesus died. Because if he did not die, everything else is a lie. So you cannot preach the gospel of Jesus without talking about the death of Jesus. That is why he said with your heart, you believe that God raised him. And if he died and he remained in, in the dead, then there's no salvation. Because salvation only came when he was raised from the dead. So the verse 10 says, with the heart, and then with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So you just raise your hand and you repeat. After you have spoken the message of Jesus. Hebrews 9.27 For it is appointed unto man to die once and after death judgment. Hey, can I get you? Go to hell. Yes, we know. 
if you don't receive Jesus, you are going to hell. We know. But that is why the gospel came. So that they don't end up in hell. Tell them, they know they are there already. But what they don't know is that there's something called righteousness for them. They don't know that there's something called forgiveness for them. They think that sin, they must deal with sin themselves. The day they believe that Jesus took away their sins. For what the Lord could not do, in that he was weak through the flesh. God sent his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. And for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. Sin has been condemned. Okay, if Jesus is the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world, why is sin again? So which one are you confessing? Which one again? You, you see how the gospel is? Thank God you understand this. Thank God you understand. A lot of folks don't they get it. They think you must suffer, you must work for your sin. That's why he said, oh foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? If this is not enough, they taught you one favorite scripture, John 3, 16, 17, 18. Look at it. Tell me if you see sin there. Let's quote it one go. Uh-huh. 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 Hold on. But whosoever does not commit, confess their sins. That whosoever believes, believes, believes in him won't, should not perish, but have eternal life. Eternal life is gotten not from confession of sins. Eternal life is given from believing in Jesus. So simple. And then verse 17, look at it. For God sent not his son into the world to do what? To condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. The reason he came is to bring salvation. That's why it's called grace. Jesus is grace manifested. Jesus is grace revealed. Jesus is the epitome of grace. Then verse 18, look at it. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already. Because he had not confessed all his sins since he was born. <laughs> no. The Bible says that because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. That is why we say nobody is going to hell because of sin. But people will go to hell because they did not believe in the name of the Son of God. Can you see that? And unfortunately, a lot of people read John 3.16 and they remain there. Even the Hebrews 9.27, they don't add the 28. Now, look at the English here. Please, we learned in school that when it is not a full stop, it means the statement has not ended. If it is a column, it means there's an explanation to that statement. If there's a semicolon, the same. Yes, sir. Unless there's a full stop. Yes, full stop. Because only fools that stop. <laughs> Please, it's not it's, that one is not correct. It's my own thing. Look at it. Look at it. See. See, everybody here. You are, you are good Bible students. The Bible never said emphatically, like, like straight like that. He didn't say that. It is appointed. 
He didn't say it is appointed. He says, and us. So he's comparing to something, right? So there's comparison. So why do people end here and not look out for the comparison? He says, and as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after death is, after this, the judgment, no full stop. Then he said, so, this is the comparison, and as, so, so Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him, Shall he appear the second time without sin? <laughs> without sin unto salvation. When we appear in heaven, there is no sin. Please, there is no book where God is saying, this is the book that contains all your sins and all your goodwill. You were judged already. The day you received Jesus, that was the day you were judged. And you were found not guilty in Christ. Can you see that? You see, salvation can be looked at in three tenses. Present, past, present, future. If you don't understand, please don't worry. Justification is salvation in the past. Sanctification is salvation in the present. Glorification is salvation in the future. Keep these three. I will explain later. Oh, I am justified. I am sanctified. I am glorified. Please, do you understand this now? Okay, beautiful. So, now, the guidance. You need the Holy Spirit to guide you in the word. He is the only person that can guide you in the word. Some of you, you don't allow the Holy Ghost to guide you in the word. You use your head. That's how come you say studying the Bible is difficult. So you don't know. You do. Um, mm. Man of God, is, is that a Bible? You can't have it. Um, today is seven. Today, Prof says we should study Bible. For all I've seen, no. <laughs> it's like you don't even know. I used to do that too. I used to do this. Mm, 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 mm. Then when you open your eyes, I'm ready, but I don't understand. I'm crying. <laughs> then I open, open, you go and find, oh, I know the thought that I, I think towards you. So you like, yeah. Listen, fellowship with the Holy Spirit. He will teach you what to study. He will show you. That is why, that's the first reason why he came. In John chapter 16, verse 12 and 13. In verse 12, the Bible says that Jesus was talking to them about spiritual things. But they couldn't understand him. It was too deep, too big, too, too for him, for them. Put your own word there. So he said, I have yet many things to say unto you. But ye cannot bear them. You can't handle them. Because you are hearing me with your own human mind. But the things I'm saying are spiritual. 
You cannot use your kind. That's why I say when the word of God is being preached, speak in tongues. Undertone. Because you see, even if you can't do it throughout the whole thing, ask them when you don't understand anything, open your mouth. Or you feel like you want to sleep. As you do that, you realize that you are gaining understanding. Like something is like you too, you are teaching somebody the same thing you are hearing. Or do you write? So those of you that write, so that when I see the way you are writing, you are writing one page, I'm mobile. When the Holy Ghost is inspired, what you are listening to, by the time you are done, five pages in one. Just on one thing. When you go, you ask yourself, hey, did I write all this? Since one year, your book is not full. One year, your book is not full. If you are in this church, every quarter, you must buy a new book. If it's every month, it depends on which book. <laughs> if you have these books, yeah. Every quarter. If you see my books, oh my. As I'm, I'm writing, I'm writing, I'm writing. At the point, the Holy Ghost will just close your ears. It's not like he doesn't want you to listen to me. But he's passing on a message to you. And you write, and you write. You see, you write. You're writing, you're writing. You might not grasp everything. You might not understand everything. So you must go back and listen to the tape again. Now, when I read daily devotion, I am reading a revelation that has been given to a man. And he has written for me to guide me. But when I'm done, I don't end there. The scriptures God gave him, I pick those scriptures and I get into the word myself. It is there that the Holy Ghost begins to guide me in that knowledge. Do you see the difference here? Because Jesus said they couldn't bear it now. And sometimes when you read these uh, daily devotionals, we don't approach them spiritually. You approach them as just a book you are reading because it is mandatory and habitual to do that in the morning. You, you see the difference here? It becomes spiritual when you begin to devote an hour studying the word, the things you have read, and you are writing. And now let me say, if you study the word of God and you don't write anything in your understanding, you have not studied yet. It's better reading graphic. Alright, in verse 13, he says what? How be it when he, he said they couldn't handle it, but how be it when he, the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth. So he's the one who will guide you into all truth. Not the law, truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you he will show you things to come. So the Holy Spirit is the revealer. He's the one that reveals the truth to you. So this is how you study with the Holy Ghost. Hear me before you write. You say, Spirit of God, thank you. I recognize your presence and your person here. Oh, you are the writer of the word. And you are the best storyteller anyone can find. Holy Spirit, as I begin to study, let me see with your eyes. Let me hear with your ears. Cause me to understand and show me Jesus in the word. Don't ever say that without mentioning that. Show me Jesus in the word. How, why am I saying that? He shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear. Who is the one saying it? Jesus. And then he said, he shall show you things to come. Then in the next one, Jesus explained it very well. 14, quickly. 
he shall so the holy ghost came not of himself but of jesus the holy ghost came to continue jesus's ministry so he is the only one that can teach you jesus how do i find jesus when i'm studying the scriptures because he's the, otherwise i won't find it how then how can i read Eutychus and find jesus in there how can i read the story of moses the story of noah and find jesus in there in fact how can i study the book of jeremiah and find revelation chapter 5 in there it's impossible but you see the holy spirit is the writer of the word he knows what the truth so he guides you and he begins to show you this show you this. sometimes as you are studying the word of god it looks like a scripture will just go over your eyes or you remember something that i said you haven't written that but you remember then the holy you see he's teaching you then you move from there and you go here and you look at it it makes sense then oh wow that you know you begin to go back and forth the scripture by the time you are done you've gotten a full message and you can't do this in five minutes be a good you see we call it laboring in the word you labor in the word not one minute not five minutes do your quiet time Oh, Father, I thank you for your word. It's sweet. It's sweet like honey. Oh, Jesus, I love you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Do you know what happened to you? When you leave, you will not remember how you look like. Because you are looking into the mirror of the word. But when you went away, you didn't remember how you look in the mirror. Look into the mirror until you see yourself. As you see us, you see? So the, 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 the daily devotionals help you. They give you an idea. Can you see this? So you realize that you wake up and you are going to town and there's no word in you. There's no You haven't built any faith for the day. What faith did you build as you left home? No faith. So when you go out and something strikes you, you are now coming to build faith. Uh-oh. No. Say the just shall live by faith. We walk by faith, not by sight. So you are walking to town, through town and then you hear that hey, fuel prices have been increased by 30% again. How is the reaction going to be? Hey, as you heard fuel, you hear electricity now 75% again. Immediately, whatever has been in your heart will come out. Because this thing is what has been in your heart. No! As you hear, oh my God, there is a lifting up. So all things are working together for my good. There is a way to respond to situations. But if the word of God is not richly dwelling in you, in all wisdom, forget it. Situations can come and you have nothing to say. Remember, when the devil is coming at you, he comes with the word of God. In fact, he comes with the falsehood of his own version of the word. Hmm. Are you with me? Okay. So the Holy Spirit will guide you into the word, okay? Then the reason why the Holy Ghost is the is the is the one to help you is because he was also there when the whole story of Jesus' death and resurrection was written was was discussed and was outplayed. In fact, he was even the middle person that made it happen. The Holy Spirit so in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 4, you know, downwards, verse 15. 
Okay, look at it. Let's read one go. Uh huh. It means the Holy Ghost was a witness. He saw it. He was there when the Father said it. That this is what I'm going to do. Even their sins and their iniquity, I will not remember any longer. So you see, if you are reading the scriptures and all you see is sin and condemnation, please, the Holy Ghost is not guiding you. Because he will only guide you into the covenant. You read it. The Holy Ghost guides you into the covenant. The truth of the covenant. So the Bible says he is a witness to you. Not for us. To us. He is witnessing to you. So as you study the word of God, the Holy Ghost is witnessing to you. About what? About your right. About your covenant right. So if you study the word of God and all you keep seeing is God is a God of vengeance. And in, you know, my enemies, let God arise. Let my enemies scatter. I'm You know, If, all, if the Holy Ghost is not leading you, I'm, trust me. How do I know that? The Bible says that for the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. And we are in the era of life. And the covenant is a container of life. Not death. Not death. You see the difference here? The Holy Ghost was there. Look, this is the covenant that I will make. That God the Father was saying it. The Holy Ghost was a witness. He was watching. He heard him. He saw it. Now that everything is done, the best person to tell you about the covenant is the Holy Spirit. Not anybody. Not even me. I don't know it. I will say it as and when I see it in the scripture. But he understands the nitty gritties of what happened. See, the story of how Jesus died on the cross, the, one, the movie you've watched, even the passion of the Christ does not reflect everything. Not even one quarter of the whole story. But when you get into the word of God, the spirit of God takes you behind the word. Now, when he realizes it is not enough, he can give you an encounter. He can take you to the time when Jesus was. Is it true? Oh yes, I've heard stories of men that Jesus took them, the Holy Ghost took them to the time when he was on the cross and they saw it. There was one, one, one minister that, that, that loved God so much, he was meditating on the book of David. God took him to the time when David was called from the forest. Before Samuel, he was standing there like uh, this children's book, like super book, like, yeah. God took the person there. There was another man that God took him to heaven and took him to the place where Jesus, he was, he was meditating about the creation, the book of Colossians and, and, and Genesis. And he was wondering, I, who, why would Jesus have stood to create all these amazing things? Some people say, where was heaven? So why did he stand? And so, so as he was meditating on the scriptures, the spirit of God took him to heaven and took him to the place where Jesus stood. And he saw the feet, the footmark of Jesus. And Jesus asked him to stand in there. As he stood there, it looked like everything was his. <laughs> and that's amazing. Jesus told him, he said, come, let me show you something. He said, begin to speak in tongues. Then as the guy began to speak in tongues, he saw like bomb. 
like explosions. Boom. We are bringing some refinement into the body. If there is a witch in my father's house, if there is a witch in my mother's house, I hear. They have a boss. He's called Satan. That guy who represents all of them, he has been defeated. He has been stripped of all his power. Even the master has no power over me. How much more apprentices? This is the mindset I work with. So I don't go and preach and cast at devils and think that I'll get attacked. Or the who? If the boss couldn't come. Maybe let me say this. Anytime you hear me talk about the devil, just look at my face. I frown. I hate him to the core. Because the first time I saw the way a demon looked at me, I must retaliate. Because the demon looked at me and what he was trying to say was that if it's not the angel behind you, but let us move from the place of angel behind me to greater is he that is in me. You cannot touch me, not because of an angel. Don't you understand? I am a partaker of the divine nature. When I said get out, you go. We don't have time to fight. Get out. Bakubesro. Say in the name of Jesus. Unless you don't believe the name you have. You must exercise authority. That is what you have. We don't argue. We don't. He said, in my name, you shall cast out. Fire. You watch this Nigerian movie. Say, Holy Ghost, fire. fire. Then take your Bible. He said, throw. He said, uh. <laughs> Jesus. Then he would do. There was one crazy one I watched. The pastor did this and Catlas came. And the demon to end the fighting. Kain, kain. Oh! <laughs> no wonder people go to church with the cutlass. Said today the devil is dead. Look at the fight boxing in the church. Said today the devil is going to. Jesus' name. Oh. But the amazing one is the king. You have not been called to fight. You have been called to defend your victory. Do you, do you get it? The word wrestle is not fight. The word wrestle is the play of the mind. In Greek, we wrestle, that word, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. It's not wrestling like you see. It's the interplay of the mind. Because the devil, your, your, your defeat is from here. Your victory is here. That is why you must, re- you must have a renewal of mind that makes you know you have won the victory. For you, the crown has been given to you already. So it's like fighting the devil is like saying that the devil has the crown. I am going to fight for the crown. No. He has lost it. Tell him he's lost it. How? Get out. Go down. But the point is, you see, can I show you where the devil is? He's there. He, he's like this. See, you leave him, he goes down. You pick him up. His place is here. 
But some believers say, sit, get up, get up. Keep him there. Keep him there. Defend your victory. This thing is amazing, oh. Otherwise, you crows are following you. Rats are following you. Spiders are following you. It becomes something. He deceives you. He's wrestling. Your heart is paining you because a crow flew. Okay, it can be true. Because some of them could be possessed. But as a child of God, you tell yourself, this is the last time this happened. You lift up your and say, in the name of Jesus, whatever spirit you are, you are not permitted again. Because he told you in his word, Matthew 18, 18, whatsoever you shall bind, shall be bound. Whatever so you shall lose, shall be loose. Why are you allowing that guy to come back again? Thank you for listening to this message. We believe you have been blessed by it. We are Word and Spirit and we invite you to worship with us. You will fall in love with our Wednesday teaching service, Christian Rayma 9 at 6 p.m. Encounter the supernatural in our Friday services, dubbed Night of Bliss at 6 p.m. And sit under the reign of heaven in our Furnace service on Sunday at 8 a.m. Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny-L Jedu, and on Instagram as Prophet Daniel Jedu. For videos, you can subscribe to his YouTube channel. Prophet Daniel Jedu's book, Partnership with the Lord is Out, and it's selling fasting prints and on Amazon. This book has all you need to help you assess your God-given right. You can contact Word and Spirit International, contact services on plus two three three five four seven two two one seven seven three or plus two three three five zero four three two eight nine five nine for any inquiries so many people are listening to prophet daniel jedu's podcast on podbean and many have received testimonies by listening we want you to share your testimony with us by leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or sending it to us via email to contact at wordloversglobal.com you amazingly from glory to glory and your testimony is about to shake the world you are blessed